Hey, this is Dan Tyson of uh, Seattle's Late September Dogs. We are here at Northwest Convergence Zone, and uh, I am looking forward to the show. Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. everybody welcome to the northwest convergence zone show there is a party going on right here i gotta give a big shout out to tacoma olympia gig harbor roy <laughs> the key peninsula puyallup lakewood lazy south sound everybody stand up give yourselves a hand let's hear that applause again yeah let's everybody give yourselves a hand a big round of applause we want to thank everybody for uh, voting for us, it's been a big, uh, big weekend for us. You, uh, you guys did it though. We didn't, you know, we didn't do any. We all had one vote, but a lot of people worked hard to get the word out about the Northwest Convergence Zone. And uh, if you haven't heard by now, we were number five. We made it into the top five, which is absolutely astounding. We were talking about this amongst ourselves earlier. One year ago today, we actually started the show about a year and four months ago, but it was about a year ago that we decided to go with this format, right? Yeah, it was about a year ago. Yeah, uh, where we brought in local bands, where we, you know, brought in people and uh, from the South Sound and around and internet, you know, national figures and so forth, and talked to them. Because our whole thing was Tacoma really doesn't have a radio station that does that. And we've tried to be really proudly South Sound and, and get the word out about events and, and, and the great talent that we have down here. And had no idea that it would take off like it has. And thank you so much for your votes. For It's a big vote of confidence for us. It, it, it really renews us and gives us drive to, to, to go forward and strive harder to be an even better program. And, um, to come in number, to come in fifth place out of about a, it was like it was 120 something. 120, 130 people. 130 or, radio personalities. Now, again, you look at the top five people. There's a few of them that aren't on the radio anymore, but all of them have been on the radio and had a daily show. A, a broad, a broadcast show on a major station. Mm -hmm. We are a podcast, an internet show that is a weekly show. The little podcast that could. We are the little podcast that could, and and no, I, that did, that did, and continues to on, and uh, it's big. So uh, we'll be talking later about um, you know what that means and and uh, some things we have in store. To thank you guys for your vote. And uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to try to run with this uh, the best we can. But again, can't thank you enough. It's a big deal for us. And uh, it's a big deal for the South Sound. Be proud. A lot of people tune into this, uh, the Northwest Convergence Zone, and they hear things that are going on in the South Sound and are amazed at the talent that we do have down here. But uh, in fact, speaking of some talent, Double D, you were at, the, it was an event I could not go to because I literally just flew in. 
tonight. <laughs> tonight. But this was last night's event, so you yeah. weren't here last so night. So I was this was on Saturday night down at the Stone Gate. Who was there? Uh all the guy all the big bands from around here. You had Sweet Kiss Mama. Sweet Kiss Mama. Big Wheel Stunt Show. Big Wheel Stunt Show. Um, uh, Some squirrel. Yeah. Others. Others. Do you even remember? This is why I can't trust you to go out. It was a rough night, okay? (laughs) You guys have to understand that sometimes I just can't handle myself. (laughs) Myself. Through the night, and it's just. <laughs> but you went but down, I was there, and these, there. the people that were there saw me can, and can attest that I was there. <laughs> yeah, but were you really there? <laughs> I'm not sure. Mentally, mentally, I think I was. But, but you saw. But you went down, and it was a. It, everyone's a great in costume. Cr- great, great crowd. There's probably about a hundred people there. I got there pretty early, and a lot more of more were coming in, right? More, yeah, they were lined up trying to get in. I didn't recognize probably half of them because of their costumes. There. But but this was the the big Halloween bash down big at Stonegate, yep. and uh, so you were there. I sorry I missed that, and uh, but I, you know, <laughs> I was uh, two thousand miles away in some really sunny sunny weather. But um, and you had to come back to this rain, <laughs> cold, damp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, uh, was great that, weather. That's yeah. fun. So uh, so Halloween's over now. Yeah, and I think I'm done with my sugar rush from all the candy that I, I think uh, you were on a sugar rush. Sounds like on Saturday night. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I was I was stealing uh, Wonder Boy's candy that he stole from the neighbor kids. They're very good. So Wonder Boy, way stealing. to go! So you took my advice, you snagged some bags. That's great. Yeah, but I snagged them. For uh, and then what else is going on? Uh, anything happened last week while I was gone that that was of note? I mean, anything happened around here other than rain? Rain, rain. And rain. And rain. That was it. Well, it was about 80 to 90 degrees every day and sunny where I was. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Uh, it was very tough to come back to this. Now, Tuesday uh, this this week, uh, voting finally ends. And uh, I know I'm sick and tired. Yeah, this. Liquor in grocery stores, but not in Washington. I-1100 modernizes our 75-year-old liquor laws. Selling liquor is not an right, essential state service. I'm tired. Of, I mean, was, even if I support the cause, I'm tired of hearing the ads. I'm tired of seeing the ads. I'm tired of all the flyers and the posters. Yeah, all the flyers. Every- How many trees did they have to kill just to print up the flyers to say that they're green? Yeah, we're. People. I'm a green candidate, and I'm slicing down uh, trees, trees to uh, let you know that putting poisonous chemicals on the paper. What I want to know is how many of them actually go back when it's all done and pick that crap up. No. You see those signs out on the, the sides of the road for like months. That should be the rule. If you're going to put it up, you got to take it down uh, at midnight, by midnight the next day or something. That, that's, that crap should all be released. And Maybe it is a rule, but it, but they're politicians, uh, they, so they don't have to do what they I don't say. Know. But anyway, so I had a good time, though. I was down in Austin, uh, Austin, Texas. It was brutal, though. I went to uh, my UT Longhorns two home games, which they b- lost both of them. And that's the first time in my memory that I, that I can ever remember them losing back-to-back home games that I was there. Uh, they, in fact, they've lost three in a row at home. So, um, but you know, the Huskies aren't doing that great either. So nobody can really, uh, you know, one up me on it. <laughs> and the Seahawks, holy crap, man, what's happening to those guys? But down in Austin, you know, uh, they build themselves as the live capital, um, music, 
venue city whatever in, in the world or the united states and it was it's true man i mean i love as good as our scene is here austin is a whole different level between sixth street and some of the famous uh the continental club and the the loose wheel and albert hall and green hall and all these just legendary places down there where national acts headlining acts have regular gigs there it, it is tough for an up-and-coming band and i've ta I talked to a few of the local up-and-coming bands and and asked them how hard it was to actually get into some of the venues and they said it's brutal because you have main lining acts people that would come up here and no problem book the tractor or even the paramount and some of these other places who have regular weekly gigs <laughs> in austin and uh, i went i know sunday night one of the Sunday nights I was there, I saw Junior Brown doing his weekly gig. I saw Dale Watson twice, and I don't know if you don't know who these guys are. These are legends uh, down there. And then one of the guys that I I ran into and got to see, and his gig starts on a Wednesday night at midnight. His name is James McMurtry, and James McMurtry came out of the box. I don't know, 15 years ago or so, really strong. Um, he was, uh, he's the son of Larry McMurtry, who is a uh, big time author, uh, Terms of Endearment and Lonesome Dove and a lot of different, uh, a lot of different books. But James McMurtry, uh, came out very strong with his debut album and, uh, has really never, uh, backed off. He, he's strongly independent though. And I know a lot of the labels that kind of pissed them off. And, um, but he's, uh, he's quite the songwriter. In fact, let's listen to a little bit of one of his songs. This is a song titled, We Can't Make It Here. vet with a cardboard sign sitting there by the left turn line flag on his wheelchair flapping in the breeze one leg missing and both hands free no one's paying much mind to him the VA budget's just stretched so thin and now there's more coming back from the Mideast war we can't make it here anymore That big old building was a textile mill It fed our kids and it paid our bills But they turned us out and they closed the doors We can't make it here anymore So uh, James McMurtry is, has been called and described by uh, many reviewers a voice of our generation, much like uh, Dylan was in the 60s and, uh, you know, Woody Guthrie was back in the day. And he does have some power, powerful songs. He's very passionate. And I caught up with him in the basement of the legendary Continental Club down on Congress Avenue in Austin, Texas. Had a little conversation with James, and uh, here's how that went. All right, everybody, Big D here with you in Austin, Texas, at the uh, world-famous Continental Club. I'm sitting here with James McMurtry, who, as you know, is... Uh, been described as a voice of our generation, uh, much like uh, Dylan from the 60s and Guthrie from early on. Um, quite a songwriter, amazing performer, 
just got off of about an hour and a half set up on the stage. James, we really appreciate you checking in with us today. Good to be with you. Uh, just a few questions. And uh, first of all, what a great set tonight. It's an absolute pleasure and honor to watch you do your thing here in Austin. I know this is sort of your home base now. Um, for those of you who don't know the history of James McMurtry, um, tell us a little bit about yourself growing up and uh, your path to this point. Well, let's see. Uh, I grew up mostly in Northern Virginia. My dad was a novelist and a screenwriter and a rare book dealer. <laughs> so he, he spent most of his days in D.C. trying to sell books. Uh, but uh, he got fed up with the Virginia state income tax about 1979 because he had a good year of screenwriting and uh, had to give a bunch of it to the state of Virginia. He didn't like that, so he moved back to Texas in 1980, and I went to Arizona to go to school and kind of drifted around and wound up back here uh, in about 1989, about the time I got a record deal. So. That, that was a good time for you. Now, for those of you who don't know, James's dad, of course, is Larry McMurtry, who is a wonderful author, probably one of America's last, I don't know, 50 years, uh, screenwriter and so forth. So you're being kind of modest there about uh, <laughs> your dad being a book dealer and so forth. No, that was his day-to-day -day trade, however, and his really his passion for 40 years was rare book trade, which is pretty much going away. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, the internet, the, the great stores that used to exist are just gone. Yeah. That is true, but if you're ever up in Portland, go to Powell's, Powell's Books. Powell's is still there, but Powell's is mostly a remainder house now. It's <laughs> yes. not It's not what it was. You know, None of them are what they were. Uh, Larry still has a store in the middle of nowhere, the exact middle of nowhere, because that's where he could afford the real estate to take all his books. But it doesn't do anywhere near the trade that it once did. Right. Uh, I'm just curious. A lot of people, uh, I've read a lot of uh, reviews of your music. And a lot of uh, people have tried to describe your music. How would you best describe what it is that you play? And not to narrow you down and box you in, but if somebody was going to go to, uh, to iTunes or the record store, what category would you put yourself in or how do you describe your music? The, the category I would want myself in is rock always because you can find the rock section and you can, <laughs> and you can sell music. But in, a, in the old, see... I've been doing this for 20 years. My, my first record actually came out on vinyl when vinyl was doing 1% of the sales. The, the, the main, the, the best-selling format at the time in 1989 was cassette. CDs had not outdone cassette at that time. Um, so, and in the old days, <laughs> when, anybody, when anybody was pitching a record, and, and they, they always used the word meats. You know, nowadays you go, Blink-182 meets something, you know. And so I would say Chris Christopherson meets Crazy Horse would be about what describes my music. And I would think that would be a very accurate description. It's, um, uh, for those of you who aren't attuned to the James McMurtry sound, uh, he has a great website, jamesmcmurtry.com. I suggest you check it out. And uh, has several CDs, albums, cassettes to his correct credit. Uh, one of the things that uh, has come about lately through your music uh, is the political angle. And I'm just, I'm curious, uh, of course, those of us up in Washington state, uh, known as the, you know, a blue state and so forth. I'm just curious if you're comfortable with 
being labeled as a political singer or that's a byproduct of what you do? Uh, how have you how have you taken it upon yourself or, you know, how do you feel about those that describe you as a quote political singer now? Uh, political song is very little of what I do. Um, it's just that I actually do that as well now. And and I happen to write a political song called We Can't Make It Here, which got I got a lot of mileage out of that, more than I got out of anything else I'd written in a long, long time. Um, I say the turning point, see, I live in a red state, and I tend to vote Democratic, not always. I, I accidentally unseated a pretty good Republican sheriff by voting a straight Democratic ticket once, so now I tend to look at everybody on the ballot. But um, uh, I tend to vote Democratic, and in Texas that feels like it doesn't matter. So the only power that I had during the Bush years was a, was a record deal. So I put out We Can't Make It Here two weeks before the, it was the, the 2004 elections. And... Um, and Bush's numbers were pretty high then. And, and by the way, it's not specifically an anti-Bush song because most of what the the protagonist complains about in that song uh, really took wing under Clinton. It, it's really about outsourcing. That's the main beef in that song. And Clinton just fanned the flames of that. And of course, Bush fanned it some more because his buddies were getting just as rich as Clinton's off of it. But um, but that was a song that a lot of people connected with. You know, that's depressing. Um, and so suddenly I'm a political songwriter because that's the song that everybody wants. You know, so. Right, because I think, uh, just for me personally, I uh, I enjoy that. I, en I enjoy hearing your thoughts and opinions on things. But I I've also found you to be more in tune with the common man. Uh, you sing a lot of songs about sort of middle America, the heartland people, working hard, trying to survive. And uh, I know you as an individual, just things I've read, had a lot of what we would call, you know, blue collar jobs, sort of menial jobs, just trying to trying to make it. Do you have a heart for those type of people or is that just something you find the, the drama of that you find interesting? Well, musicians are service industry, basically. We're tied to the bar business. Um, we're, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship with with the you know establishment that that are trying to sell beer, and we're trying to sell seats and CDs. They're trying to sell beer. We work together, so we're. I mean, we're really part of that scene. Uh, I have forgotten that on occasion and embarrassed myself terribly, but uh, you got to remember when you play music, you know, you, you got to take care of your bar people because because you're part of it. So. Now, I, um, I understand that Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson were big influences on you. I'm just curious, as have you ever, did you ever meet either of them? Have you met any of them? Did you have a conversation with them? I met Christopherson several times. We had a mutual friend by the name of Steve Bruton. Who, uh, he played in Chris's band for a long time. He played in my band for a little while. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I never did get me to meet Johnny Cash. And did you ever have you ever told Chris uh, about the influence he had on you, and what what, what was his reaction to that? I, I told him that he want, made me want to be a songwriter, and he said, "Well, I'm glad I did." Uh, he's a gentleman for sure. Yeah, because as a songwriter, uh, your lyrics have been covered in well several author books: uh, Stephen King, James Patterson, Emily Cross, just to name a few. Um, just curious: a) what's it going to take to get into one of your dad's books? 
Um, I don't know, because I don't know if he's writing fiction anymore. <laughs> uh, but how does that make you feel? I know Stephen King has given you high praise as to your songwriting ability uh, and uh, has a whole book written based basically on one of your songs. Uh, well, that, that was flattering. And uh, Stephen King also, he helped us out a lot because he owns a, uh, like a classic rock station in Bangor. And he played Choctaw Bingo in all its nine-minute glory on his station. And no, very few stations will, will play a nine-minute song. Not uh, anymore. He put it on a live version, no less. A lot of them won't play live uh, recordings. And then he was one of the first to put up We Can't Make It Here. And it really rung the bell in Maine because at that time Maine had lost about 30,000 jobs to outsourcing. So he built us the biggest market we have. Uh, and for a while, we could go to Bangor and play a 500-seat theater and sell it out five nights in a row. Nice. We kind of overworked the market, so we got to kind of wait a while before we go back there. But, but yeah, he's King's been really helpful to us. That's excellent. Just a couple more questions, and, uh, and we'll let you go because I know you're tired. Just curious, just um, as a musician, what's your favorite place to play? Uh, Chicago. It's, I would live there if it wasn't so cold. It's just so diverse, and the people love the music, and they they go out. You know, it's a, it's a great city. Yeah, because Austin is considered the uh, well, they tap themselves as the live music capital of the world, United States or whatever. What are your thoughts on the Austin scene, and uh, how's it been treating you? It's treated me well, always. I think that. The way they play up live music capital of the world is a little bit hypocritical because the city council here hates music just like every other city council in the world. You know, and there, there's an anti-busking ordinance here. You cannot play on the street unless you're in a storefront off the sidewalk, not blocking sidewalk traffic. And you can't have drums or amplifiers. Is there a bluegrass here on the city? I, I don't know how that happened. That's the most ridiculous damn thing. If you're the live music capital of the world, you got to have street music. And we used to have it. You know, there was a guy called the King. You you can probably still see him in the Austin City Limits trailer. You know, he's got a crown and a bass, and he's playing through a pig nose and singing through some kind of headset mic. And he was like a fixture on Sixth Street for years. You know, he's not there anymore. Yeah. They run him off, yeah. along with everybody else that made this town interesting. You know, except Leslie. Leslie's still here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's happening all over. We have the same thing up at Pike Place Market and so forth. They've, now you have to even register, get a license to be on a corner. Seems kind of crazy. Uh, I'm also just curious. I'm going to run through some quick questions, just uh, things I think people will be interested in. What kind of car are you driving these days? Uh, Ford Ranger with a shell with a ladder rack. So if, if my old truck breaks down, I can throw my canoe on top of the little one. <laughs> and what's your favorite food? Mm, meat. Ven venison, mostly. A true Texan right there. And um, uh, you're driving down the road, and what's uh, you have a one CD to put in. What are you putting in? C.C. Adcock, Lafayette Marquis. Excellent. James? Uh, there was one other, Danny Barnes, uh, Pizza Box. So that's two CDs. They're, they rank about it. Well, yeah, if you got a six-disc changer, you know, you can keep rolling them over and over. Yeah, <laughs> 
James, absolute pleasure and an honor, my friend. Thank you so much for spending time with us. JamesMcMurtry.com. Everybody check out uh, all of his CDs, and uh, we'll be spinning some tunes here soon. Thanks, James. Thank you. And now it's time for our weekly update with what's going on at Hell's Kitchen. And here's Flash. Welcome to the Hell's Kitchen Update on the Northwest Convergence Zone. My name is Big D, and I will be your guide to this week's action at the South Sound's premier live music venue. This week, like every week, starts with Tightwad Tuesdays. $2 wells, $2 for any beer, or 2 bucks for two huge tacos. We open at 4 p.m. Tuesdays, so drop by after work and join us for Tacoma's favorite, Taco Tuesday, hands down. On Wednesday, a great Las Vegas metal band called Hemlock is making a stop on their headlining U.S. tour with support from local favorites, American Wrecking Company, and from Oregon, the Athearchist. We open at 6, and the $5 cover starts at 8. Wednesday specials are 2 for the price of 1 burgers, 5 bucks for a dozen wings, and $2 tall cans round out this rock-solid evening. Thursday is $3 Thursday, and this week we get a visit from the missionary position with help from Revolt Revolt, Big Wheel Stunt Show, and the Furniture Girls. We're bound to see some serious booty shaking. We open at 6, $3 cover starts at 8, and $3 Thursdays mean $3 wells, Three bucks for any beer or three bucks for two hot dogs. So come on and get some. Friday is another free show Friday with music by Aspen, Plague Ships, Crowd War, Goratorium, and Dream for a Nightmare. No cover all night long for this badass night of music. Saturday is Hell's Kitchen's 6th annual tattoo extravaganza brought to you by Tsunami Tattoo in Tacoma and Action Tattoo in Auburn. We open at 5, but the $5 cover doesn't start until 8. Contest entries taken between 5 and 8 p.m. Judging is between 8 and 10 p.m. And the music starts at 10.30. Cash prizes, gift certificates, trophies, raffles, and music by Neutral Boy, My Life in Black and White, and Noise. Sunday is a rock and roll spectacular with Nashville Pussy. Also, New American Shame, Civet, Fall from Grace, and Manhammer. This proves to be the most rock crammed into one night in a long time. $8 advanced tickets at Hell's Kitchen, $10 at the door day of show. Hell's Kitchen is located downtown Tacoma at 928 Pacific Avenue and is a 21 and up venue. Our website is www.hellskitchenonline.com where you will find booking info and the links to all things Hell's Kitchen. Come down, see what the buzz is about. Hell's Kitchen, 928 Pacific Avenue in Tacoma, serving up rock since 2002. Now that did not sound like Flash. No, it didn't. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, oh, because Flash is sick this week. Well, that's good that he didn't come in. I didn't need to get sick. Yeah, no. Thanks, Flash, for uh, for not uh, you know spreading that around. But hope you feel better, buddy, and everybody get down to Hell's Kitchen. They got a lot going on. Uh, Nashville Pussy, man, that's always a big draw. Uh, down there at the Hell's Kitchen. Everybody get down, especially for that show. All right, coming up this Saturday uh, at the New Frontier, there's an event called Sonic Shakedown. Starts at 7.30, and it is a garage band fundraiser for the Diabetes, American Diabetes Association, and I'm going to be hosting it. A lot of the, There's some great bands, great lineup. But is it I, Union Jack Amps? Union they? Jack Amps is, uh, yeah, setting They're up setting up the back line. Setting up the back line and everything, and there's going to be some great bands. In fact, one of them, our buddies, the Dignitaries, they stopped in, told us a little bit about what's going to happen. Sonic Shakedown is the name of the event that is happening Saturday, November 6th in this fine year of 2010. It is going to be taking place at the New Frontier Lounge, which is right here in Tacoma at 301 East 25th 
Street. Uh, we have a band in here with us that is uh, heavily involved with this project. Some buddies of ours, one of the hardest working bands in Tacoma, the Dignitaries. How's it going, guys? Going great, yeah, man. Great. Oh, it's How good you to doing? have you. Good to have you back in. I'm doing good, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys back in. Now, uh, this is a benefit for the American Diabetes Association. And let me go down uh, the list of the bands that are f- performing: the Plasters, yep. the I Love Myself, the Koloffs, Apache Chiefs, and of course. The dignitaries. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you got involved in this event and uh, what people can expect showing up to this thing. Well, well, you know, we as a band were talking about doing a garage rock event, uh, being a garage rock van, a band, and uh, I have a good friend, Scott Hines, who's on the American Diabetes Board. And he'd been talking to me about how they've been wanting to reach out to, to different crowds. Yes, they have their walk and they have stuff that they, is pretty standard, but they wanted to, to try to expand out. And, and he was talking to me about that. And is that my phone? By the way, <laughs> I'm going to now not talk to this. So ignore, this <laughs> ignore this phone here. <laughs> mom, don't call me right now. Right please. In the middle Thank of the you. Thing. Yeah, what's going on? That was on? my mom. Uh, <laughs> Ken, how probably, are you? Just probably saying, good luck at that interview, son. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so... Now he, you're part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Scott, so the WS board wanted to reach out to more, and, and we were thinking, well, we want to do this festival, and it just seemed like a no-brainer to try to put the two together. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a great cause, be a great night. So now, are it. you? were you guys uh, responsible for, for uh, putting together this lineup? Yeah. yeah. These are all friends of ours. Um, they're all great bands. Yeah, no, this is a great lineup. It's going to be uh, a really good time. And so the doors start open at 7. Music starts at 8 p.m. It's only five bucks, people. Come on. Yeah. Five bucks, and you have one, two, three, four, five bands. And a great MC that night. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, find, we'll we'll decide on that yeah. after the fact. <laughs> no, we'll I, get you a couple beers, and you'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I, mean, okay, no, I, I want to uh, thank you guys. I'm honored to come down and be the MC for uh, this shindig because we're all about uh, you know helping everybody, and uh, I think it's great that you're doing this in Tacoma. And I think it's a stellar lineup, and I'm glad to be a part of it. And, yeah, so yours truly will be the host of this thing and introducing the bands. And we'll be talking about the American Diabetes Association and and, uh, what they're doing for folks and, uh, you know, uh, encouraging you to put some money in in the pot for these folks. Because, I mean, five bucks gets you in the door, and you get five bands. But, you know, come on. That's, you know, we can raise more than that, folks. I hope so. I hope so. I think we can. I think we can. I think we're going to have some raffles to help uh, try. And we got some good... We got some good. Uh, we have some great good, good prizes. We have uh, um, musicians exchange. I think donated a guitar that will be yes. raffled. Nice. Uh, Golden West Games donated full cues. Yeah, yes. some cues or games or something. And but. Uh, Union Jack amplification is going to backline the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. you guys are going to love that. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Union yes. Jack amps. Uh, that's Derek's uh, Derek's thing, and yeah. uh, that that is some killer stuff right there. Have you guys played on any of his stuff? Uh, Elliot owns one now. <laughs> oh, you own one. <laughs> yeah. That's the everybody. Every single person who plays on him yep. either wants one or ends up owning it. Fact, See, that's I, I discovered it from uh, the guitar player, and I love myself. Oh, okay. When we play with them, I just use his amp if we're up in Seattle or whatever, and. Uh, Best thing I've ever played through. Period. Yeah, and and, and that's another local guy. And mm-hmm. what a great name, Union Jack Amps. Yeah. Cool. So uh, okay, so Saturday, it's uh, November sixth, and it is at the New Frontier Lounge. Now, the New Frontier Lounge, uh, that's a great place for uh, you know a shindig like this. How'd you get hooked up with them? 
Well, well we played we played a lot of shows there, and um, it's just you know like I think we've said before, it just it just kind of feels like home to us, and so didn't feel. Um, feel bad asking them or you didn't feel like I didn't think I'd get um, denied <laughs> but you know it's a good it's for a good cause yeah. yeah like Brooke uh, over there she she's always been a good supporter and Neil of course have been good supporters of of the band and so when we said hey we want to do this this festival that's a, we want to do a, um, a benefit for the ADA I mean mm -hmm. what about this day and we can get a bunch of, and you know they're doing stuff for us they don't normally do like usually you know you go to a show there you the doors open at eight and they start, but we're starting at eight. So they're actually going to kind of bend a little bit and do things they don't normally do. Like get the sound guy out there a little earlier for us and just help it out because it's, it is a good cause and they, they see that. So great. Yeah. Uh, I think, one thing that a lot of people have on their mind is uh, Lino. Lino, had, you were involved in a little bit of a uh, foul up accident <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, tell us what happened and how are you doing these days? I'm doing a lot better. The accident happened was back in mid-July, mm -hmm. so a little, or a little over two months ago. I broke my foot. It was an accident while I was riding my scooter. And Somebody it was a collision you? with a car. Yeah, it was a collision with a car. Yeah. Um, but I'm healing up. Yeah, where, right. yeah. where did this? Was this up in it Seattle? It was up in Seattle. Those goofballs yeah. up there don't know how to drive. Over near Green Lake. <laughs> if you guys know where Green Lake is, it was right here. Yeah. Was it? Were they like coming out of the parking lot, or were you just scooting no, along? I was just and scooting along. I mean, we were traveling. Donk. Yeah, opposite directions. And really? Yeah. Were they drunk or anything? Did they take off? Did they stop they and stopped, help? They stopped. Okay. And I, you know, I got taken to Harborview and got checked out. Oh, lucky you. Harborview is awesome. I love. Oh really? Yeah. It was a good experience yeah, yeah. for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad Except for the pain and everything. Yeah. It was great. All that other, yeah, all the, uh, the unnecessary. The nurses pain. were cute. I yeah. think he enjoyed the nurses yeah. over there. <laughs> they kept checking on him. Yeah, you yeah. dub docs. You can't yeah. Get wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what did they? Uh, because you still have the the boot on. I have this boot on. It's not quite a cast, another, but it's yeah. pretty much like a cast. And uh, what's the prognosis on your foot? Six more weeks in this, and I should be able to walk. They put screw, you know, pins or yeah, screws or anything in there. Pins are holding everything in together. Yeah, oh, so. So you're like a pen. You're like pinhead, but it's in your foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to see that foot, man. It's gnarly. It is. I got some really, really rad scars. Yeah. Well, uh, we had good it. thoughts going your way. I, I I remember when it happened, and then it was put on. It was posted on Facebook by yeah. Raylon, and uh, we po we spread it around, and uh, you know a lot of people were responding, and and uh, you know our everybody's best wishes went out to you. So I'm, sounds like you're on the mend. I yeah, appreciate and, it. And that's great. Yeah, and we're looking forward to this event. Everybody, it's the it's the Sonic Shakedown, Saturday, November 6th at the New Frontier Lounge. It is uh it is like it is like an all-star lineup of garage bands. The Plasters, the I Love Myself, the Koloffs, Apache Chief, and of course our boys the Dignitaries. 5 bucks. Doors open at 7, music at 8, and we're going to have a good time. I'm going to be emceeing it, which I thank you guys for. Uh, I'll probably never be invited back again, so <laughs> I'm, but I'm going to give it my best shot on this one. But thank you guys so much for coming. Any last thing you want to tell anybody about this uh, other than just get your asses out there? Just get your asses out there. Yeah. Start dancing. <laughs> yeah, because around. I think, I think the, the, the truth of the matter is I think diabetes affects a lot more people than um, – than we all realize so it's mm -hmm. really it's, it's something that is um it's important i mean you know in tacoma i mean just in this our little group we've all been affected by at least knowing one person or you know that actually has diabetes and suffering from it and uh so i think it's just it's just an important thing it is important and everybody it's important that you get out there and it's important that we see you there five bucks sonic shakedown saturday november 6th at 
the new Frontier Lounge. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. So everybody get down there to the new Frontier. That's this coming Saturday. That'll be the 6th of November, 730. Yours truly will be hosting the event. All the guys from the Northwest Convergence Zone, I think, are going to be down there. At least except for Wonder Boy. Except for Wonder Boy. we got to get that guy to 21, man. That's all I'm saying. Can yeah. we print up some fake IDs for him or something? I don't know. He's in high school. He should tell. <laughs> he probably has a fake ID. I'm sure I don't he does. <laughs> he just can't tell anybody. But the fact that we talk about it constantly on this show, they'll recognize him and kick his ass right out of there. But for those of you who can be there, because it's a 21 and up event, and event, I think it's cool, too, that they're going to have some auction items and uh you know they're gonna be raising money and and we'll be auctioning that stuff off it's gonna be fun a great band out of seattle that uh, came to my attention through one of our listeners is late september dogs and if you haven't heard of them you're going to they uh had a uh, a song on the radio that went to number one it was a local station and um I think these guys are great. Not a lot of bands with female lead singers, front singers, and we had a conversation with them about it. This is the Late September Dogs. All right, in the studio today with us is Dan Tyson from the group Late September Dogs, a great group out of Seattle. they got some really cool stuff going on. Dan, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Good to be here. Late September dogs, you guys, uh, you guys are ripping up the scene up in the uh, Seattle area, and uh, us being located down here in the South Sound, um, it's good to have you in. It's good to find out about some of these bands that are uh, these independent bands that are actually doing some great stuff. And I'm intrigued with your band because you have a female lead singer who actually happens to be your sister. Yes. Tell us about uh, the decision as a band to put a female as the lead. Well, it wasn't really a decision so much as uh, sort of an inevitability. Um, <laughs> a little arm twisting yeah, by little, Big Sis. A little ar- arm twisting. <laughs> well, what she's been, actually, honestly, she's been the lead singer of every band that I've been in since uh, she was really 14. Um, she and I, I you know, I, I had a band in high school and, you know, mom was always like, you got to put your, let your sister sing, let your sister sing. Your sister's so, name is Liz, Liz, by the way. Yes, Liz Tyson. Um and so, you know, when she was like 12 years old, literally, she was she would get up and sing back up on some on some songs. This this band that we had, and uh, we she did that for a couple years, and we were playing out and doing some goofy stuff. And then we had we had we had a female lead singer at that point too, and we went to the show. And it was a big show; it was like 2,000 people, and our lead singer didn't show up. And my sister said, well, I know all the songs, 14 years old, right? <laughs> wow. So she stepped up, man, and she killed it. And she just killed it. And uh, she's been in front of the band ever since, you know? That's great because, you know, um, <clears throat> a lot of bands are hesitant to uh, – and there's some great female rock bands. I mean, obviously Heart from yeah. our area. Oh, yeah. Big, uh, big influence on my sister. Yeah, a lot of, lot of great bands, but uh, also – the rock world is still pretty much a guy's world. It is. And I'm just, you know, I, I was hoping she could make it tonight because I wanted to ask her, but maybe you can speak for her. How does she feel about that? And d- does she feel any of the pressure or kind of the prejudice being a female lead singer? Like when you guys roll up uh, to do a gig, does she get any of that? Who's she? Or, is, or has she established herself enough to where, you know, everyone's cool with it well i mean when we when we go somewhere new it's always a little it's always a little bit of you know it's always a, uh, a little intimidating there's always sort of that that 
that adjustment period and and i mean she's always uh she's always you know she's she's tiny and and you know she doesn't she doesn't uh look like she's got a big rock voice but as soon as she starts singing everyone just sort of steps back and goes oh i get it okay yeah well so. let's uh let's listen to a little bit of that powerful voice this is a song off of the upcoming uh ep Yes, which is sir. titled Pretty Broken, yep. and we'll be talking about that in a moment. This song is titled Out and In and Up Again. This is Late September Dogs. The name of the song is Out and In and Up Again. Our guest today, Late September Dogs, Dan Tyson, uh, stepping in for the band. Now, tell us about this uh, upcoming uh, EP that you have. It's going to be released on Friday, November 12th at a very killer show at the Central in Pioneer Square. You got the Tacoma Boys, Atomic Outlaws, yep. and another group, the Kamikazes. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, EP first. Uh, the EP is uh, sort of a solution to a problem. Um, we have this, uh, we have these awesome guys in this band, uh, and we haven't haven't had anything recorded with them for sale or for release. So um, this stuff was was sort of stuff that we had recorded for our own use and things that we sort of did uh, in our rehearsal studio and in different places. And uh, we sort of recorded it with the idea that we were just going to use it to as reference and like to build songs off of, and it just sort of started sounding better and better and better and so kind of we uh we actually sent nevermind uh the single um to a radio station about two months ago and w like just sort of to see what happened and they started playing it and people started requesting it and just started requesting it and requesting it it was the number one song on that radio station for a month you could name it who was that kxrx nice uh, yeah, yeah kxrx the, the they uh just and i i mean honestly i sent it to them because they were doing like a chick rock week or whatever <laughs> and i was like hey check this out yeah, you know, to she see rocks. If it was yeah and and uh, i was just it was a total surprise and then i just sort of forgot about it i didn't ask anybody to to, to request it or anything like that and it just it started you guys didn't do it just like a facebook nothing or anything? i just i totally i honestly just totally forgot about it and uh 
And we started getting requests from like he was saying uh, from Russia and you know I mean like all over all over the planet people just writing in and made us number one on that on that station. So we're That's like, awesome. well, maybe we can release some of this stuff. So we took. I mean, we have I don't know. We have probably eleven or twelve tunes that you know kind of recorded in this in this way and kind of narrowed it down to six or seven that we uh, we really like and. Uh, so we we did did it all did it all ourselves, you know, recorded it all ourselves and mixed it and mastered it all ourselves and um so it's uh it's uh it's a cool It's ready to go. Uh, it's ready to go. I November twelfth. Honestly, it's not ready to go. <laughs> I have to send it out tomorrow. <laughs> well, you have until the twelfth. <laughs> I have until the twelfth. Because <laughs> Friday, November twelfth at the Central in Pioneer Square, late September dogs are having their EP release. The title is pretty broken, has seven songs on it. Uh, and three of them, which we'll be, uh, releasing on you here this evening. Um, the, this show also has the Atomic Outlaws and the Kamikazes. That's going to be great. Now, tell us a little bit about the history of your band. Let's start with the name. <laughs> yes, the name. Uh, the name shortens rather easily to LSD, which, uh, <laughs> is very convenient, <laughs> which, uh, works out for people to, uh, yell and pump their fists at shows and, you know, people love chanting LSD. Yeah. But we honestly, that wasn't part of the, that wasn't part of the deal. We, uh, my sister and I were doing a show, um, in Italy actually, cause we've lived all over the world. Uh, kind of grew up everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Military kids? Uh, UN, actually. Our, our UN kids. The UN, yeah. Guys so behave. <laughs> this is a super secret location. I don't I'm, need the UN knocking down my hey, door. I'm telling you. They, <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Italy I, and I you guys are, you yet. guys are playing. Yeah. Well, we had, we had put together, we were, we were there for long. We lived there for about a year and, uh, we had put together a band to do like one show for a special occasion and we didn't have a name. And there's a song by Melissa Etheridge called The Late September Dogs. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was uh, it was one of our – it's a great song. It was one of our favorite tunes. And so we were going to perform it. And it was September 28th or 27th or something that we were doing the show. And so uh, we just figured for that one show, you know, we'd just call ourselves The Late September Dogs. What is the rock scene like in Italy? Oh, non-existent. There's nothing. I mean, well, I hear it's better now. I hear there's some killer like Italian metal bands now. But when we were there, it was all <laughs> techno it was and stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are here because the Tacoma, Seattle, Northwest scene is rocking, and uh, a lot of it has to do with bands like Late September Dogs. Let's go into another song off the new, the upcoming EP. This is a song titled "Pale Blue Lies." The ballad. You were what I called home Thought you were a belong You were what I believed All I was was to say This is not what I planned Baby, this how it ends Speechless and break Your words fall down my face I I knew you, I thought this was true I was forsaken, so I lost you
right. Name of the song, Pale Blue Lies. Very beautiful. Sounds like you guys have some uh, heart and sensitivity in uh, in your group there. It's not all just, uh, you know, rock your socks off. But tell us, go down the list of musicians. You guys have some great musicians in this band. Tell us about them and how you uh, gathered them together for Late September Dogs. Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, a, a bunch of great people. We've been, we've been around for a while. We've had a lot of actually really amazing people in the band. Um, uh, currently J- uh, Jesse Smith is playing drums. He's been, uh, he's been around, uh, Seattle, uh, played in a bunch of bands. Um, and, uh, he's just a, he's just a monster drummer. Um, we actually chased him for about six months before he agreed to join the band. Um, and, uh, hassled him and hassled him. And finally he, he agreed to join the band. So we're stoked about that. My buddy Jay Smith, uh, used to be in a band called Lost Burbanks, um, out of uh out of seattle and they've toured all, all around the country um did a great record in new york uh, uh jay is as a guitar player he's the exact opposite of me um and he and i uh complement each other i think really well he's 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 a big riff guy and and uh into all the sort of stuff that i'm not into and and i'm into all the you know 80s metal stuff that he's not into and he can't stand so it, it works out um <laughs> And Poke Manning, uh, our bass player, um, just monster bass player, has been in the band about four months, um, and uh, he's just he's just awesome. He looks exactly like Duff McKagan, so we just tell people it's Duff McKagan playing bass for us. And <laughs> it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Uh, yeah, that's a great lineup, and uh, it's always you know it's always good to have seasoned veterans behind you guys. Uh, I want to tell everybody that your website is very simple to get to. Late septemberdogs.com it's a yes. great website has all the updates including friday november 12th at the central in pioneer square it's a great show it's also my birthday is that your birthday too my birthday show so, so a it's our cd release, release. Yeah. Birthday. birthday show all right yeah, and you got the atomic crazy. outlaws and the kamikazes on that as well now this new ep that's coming out which is titled pretty broken uh, once it's released at your show, tell us where people can get a hold of that. Obviously, at your show, probably off your website, any other places. We're, yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it'll most likely be on iTunes and stuff, uh, probably as singles. Um, we're going to keep the packaging and everything, I think, pretty exclusive to the shows. We're not going to, we're not going to get a bunch of CDs. It's going to be kind of an exclusive thing. Um, because, uh, you know, it's really easy to, to steal stuff and pirate stuff. So we may not be releasing the whole thing online. Uh, it may just be that, uh, that, you get uh, you, you have to actually come to a show and hand me five bucks and and I'll, I'll hand you the CD and you'll get all the songs so. and autograph it and, and autograph absolutely <laughs> all right uh, absolutely well let's listen to another uh, clip of a song off of this uh, killer EP coming out titled pretty broken the band late September dogs this is a little bit of nothing. Same. 
All right, a little bit of nothing right there. Late September dogs, uh, Dan Tyson in the studio with us. And for those of you who are watching <laughs> on the uh, on our YouTube channel, we're actually recording this on All Hallows Eve, the uh, Halloween night. And uh, Dan came dressed up as, can you guess? Wait, wait. I know, yeah, there we go. That, that work? A ballot put a cigarette in my mouth. Yeah, put a cigarette in his mouth. And uh and when we take our pictures, you gotta get you gotta check out the killer guitar that he brought in. It is uh the Hello Kitty guitar. The Hello Kitty guitar the is my existence. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh so it sounds like you guys have fun. You guys having fun as a band? Oh yeah, yeah. It's always it's 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 good times. We come to our shows and you know, there's always kind of a little banter and my sister and I kinda of get into it a little bit on stage and we've been playing together. For so long that you know we're just real comfortable and you guys do acoustic uh nights yeah like every yeah tuesday. that's a that's a totally different thing we sort of we do an acoustic night at fuel every tuesday night and uh that's uh me and my sister and jay smith uh and we do cover songs and we do goofy stuff we have a shake weight song that we've <laughs> we've sort of evolved over the it was, <laughs> feels a sports bar so like right we'll be playing and it's you know late night espn guaranteed the shake weight commercial comes on <laughs> and you can't not keep a straight face trying to play a, just a song with a shake weight commercial so we started singing the shake weight song and we just get really goofy and it's a free show it's free parking it's free you know and it's it's just it's just a fun thing to do on a tuesday night now so. how much is it going to cost people to come down to the uh to the central on the 12th that's 10 whole dollars oh that's for three great bands yeah, yeah 10 I bucks know. pioneer square it's a friday night I you know. can't beat that. that's a good deal it'll be great stuff uh now before we get on out of here i just want to ask you uh i think a lot of bands uh uh, from the South Sound, uh, go up and play in Seattle occasionally. But we're, what's how is the music scene going for you guys up in Seattle? Is it you guys having trouble finding places? You, it, no problem? Or well, we've been we've been playing since sort of we've been around since uh, you know kind of it was it was really amazing when there were when there were six or seven different places in Pioneer Square that had live bands. You know every mm -hmm. every weekend night. You had six different places you can get into. You pay ten bucks at one place, and you walk around and you get you know, all of them. It was great, man. Yeah. Phoenix and Doc Maynards and all these places that were that were just incredible. And now there's really only maybe two or three, you know, Fuel and the Central uh, guaranteed. You know, Friday. Did you guys Saturday play down nights. there a lot. Did you guys play around. The yeah, we, we've, area? we've been playing everywhere. We've we've yeah. been we've been all over the place. Uh, Everett seems like it's sort of kicking butt these days. There's a bunch of live venues up in Everett. Isn't it weird? Days. It's like yeah. and Tacoma's kicking butt. Yeah. Everett and there's a few other like. Like Olympia's doing pretty well. It's like yeah. outside of Seattle, yep. which is so weird because for a long time, Seattle was where everybody went to. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it's just exactly. the city ordinances or... I don't I don't honestly know what it is either. It just sort oh. of became... I mean, I think a lot of it, a lot of it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of sort of violence going on in Pioneer Square. Well, and that's where that. the rock and roll... And like, that's where the rock and roll really was for right. a long time. Yeah. And then they... So they shut a bunch of the clubs down and people sort of got the idea that that it wasn't really a safe place to hang out. And it's this, which is, it's, you know, now it's Belltown. People are getting shot in Belltown, you know. And, I mean, it's just That's where stupid. all the yuppies live, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, so it's really, it's really too bad because it used to be just such a, such a big, vibrant, you know, scene. And, right. um, it, well, I think it's great that you guys are out there. I think it'd be great if we could get you guys down here into Tacoma, oh, like yeah. into Hell's Kitchen. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, you know, out here at Stonegate, or it was lots of. We played Stonegate around. actually. We played Did Stonegate you? with Atomic Outlaws. Yeah. Oh, very good. Um, was that for their video shoot? No, it was that before was that. Before it was that. it was early Stonegate. Like Stonegate was was pretty new. Yeah. When we when we played there. Well, we got to get you guys fun. back down here. When you are coming down, let us know. We'll Absolutely. promote it. We'll have you guys back in, and we'll definitely come see you guys. Absolutely. Dan, thank you so much. 
Late September Dogs, everybody, at latesepemberdogs.com. Uh, don't forget, Friday, November 12th, at the Central in Pioneer Squares, it's Late September Dogs, Atomic Outlaws, Kamikazes. EP release, which is titled Pretty Broken. Get your butts out there. Check out the show. Rock. Grab the CD. We'll see you later, bud. Thanks, sir. All right, I want to thank Dan Tyson for coming in. Uh, the rest of the group, of course, as we record this, it is the All Hallows Eve. So a lot of them were tied up with kid duties, taking their kids, uh, you know, trick or treating or good parties or whatever. But Dan's a trooper, man. He came in, and I'm telling you, you got to check out the YouTube video because he came in dressed up. I think he came straight from trick or treating. Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> I thought he was at the front door. <laughs> It's, is that what he was doing at our house? And we just said, hey, aren't you in a rock band? Come on back. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> no, Late September Dogs. I like those guys. They have a great sound, and uh, I think you guys should check out their EP. We're going to – I guess they have played down in, here in Tacoma. Um, yeah, they said they played at Stonegate. They played at the Stonegate. So we got to get those guys back down here and uh, go check them out. All right. Coming up in – the next few weeks, sometime in November, we're, we're working on the actual date and we got to get some bands lined up for it. We're going to have a, a party, a big party down at the Stone Gate where we're, it's going to be us and we're going to try to get some other of the King Five South Sound top five winners, the invite all of them down. We obviously want all of you who are listening to come down. It's going to be free. We're going to have some entertainment and, you know, order up. The beer's not free. The food's not free. You got to order that stuff. But it's going to be free to get in. We're just going to have fun. It's just going to be a big celebration. It'll be a time to, you know, shake hands, feel good about ourselves because the South Sound did rock a lot in this King Five uh, best of. And, you know, I think we showed them there's a lot of stuff going on down here. And that's because of you guys. And we want to line up some good entertainment and bring you guys down. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be on a Saturday. In November. At Stonegate. At the Stonegate. So we're going to get all of that, those details and everything wrapped up. Hopefully this week we'll announce it on Facebook as soon as we have uh, all the details down. And then we will tell you about it next week. Uh, but it's for everybody, South Sound. Doesn't it, matter if you won. No, it's for if, every. If you were even nominated, nominated, even it doesn't even matter. Just show up, man. Support South Sound. So, yeah, it's going to be a South Sound proud of just who we are. It's yeah. going to be fun. It's just going to be fun, and we're gonna we're gonna make sure everybody has a good time. Pack and have the place out. Good music, and uh, just you know everybody, stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna we'll be announcing that soon. Also. Coming up, uh, you know, Big Joe has uh, has moved on, and we certainly miss him, and uh, we hope the best for him. I know, I know, he's bummed he can't be on here, but uh, next week, well, for the next two weeks, we got Justin Gimsey coming in, the drummer of Big Wheel Stunt Show. He's going to be filling in. We're going to be filling. We're going to be doing some rotating guest hosts here for the next several weeks or whatever. We're actually in transition. We're moving the man cave. We're moving our studio. We're going to have to move the whole building. Nah, we're just going to move the equipment. I have a, I'm in the process of buying a new house and selling this house. And so we'll probably have a temporary home for a little bit. And then we'll, while we remake the man cave at the new place, but the show will go on. We will be here every week, but we're going to have some rotating guest hosts and, and then, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll put, put a call out and try to get a permanent host in here, a permanent guest host or whatever. But uh, I know for right now, we're in a little bit of transition. 
but the show's going to go on and it's going to be just as good as ever. Don't worry about that. You, I mean, we could be, we could be recording from our cars as far as anybody knows. Cause you know, I mean, <laughs> we love the man cave and everybody who comes in here loves the man cave and the new one's going to be even better. But while we get that all, you know, worked out, we'll probably go to a temporary home. Is it still going to have a beer fridge? Absolutely, man. Okay. Beer fridge, pop and water, whatever. If you guys have been here, you guys know what we're talking about. Just want to uh just want to remind you that uh the event calendar on our website is up for you guys to check out. Any events that we mention on here, they're always on there and all the info, you can go to the events calendar on our right-hand side on the main page. Also, click on the links to uh, the guests that we have on. Uh, this week obviously James McMurtry and uh we have the Sonic Shakedown, the Late September Dogs. All that stuff, all those links are right there on the main page, www.nwconvergenzone.com. We're going to get on out of here. It's been a long week. It was a long day. I just just flew in. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way, man. This is a song called Never Mine by Late September Dogs. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you so much for your votes. We're proud to serve you guys. We're proudly South Sound, and this has been the Northwest Convergence Zone. Where all things come together. Thanks. I was a little late to the party, but no problem. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Just this one last time.
This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.